Welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Rich. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to meet you. You have a lot of energy and you've already started saying all kinds of interesting things going on in the community I didn't even know about. So let's just get going. Uh, who are you and what are you doing here? <laughs> okay. Well, um, so I, I actually have been living in Nosara since uh, 2019. I'm an artist and I work out of what's now called Campo, but it's the old Harbor Reef property. And that's actually where I work and live. And I have an upcoming exhibition of my work at the end of March. And so I wanted to come and talk to you and talk to you a little bit about why I'm so inspired living in Osara and how I ended up getting here and encourage people to come and see the show and learn more about um, what I'm up to. So I've been living and working at Harbor Reef uh, since 2020, actually. Now, that property's been sitting kind of silent as right. everybody's wondering what's going to end up happening. What is going on there just currently? Yeah, so, um, you know, the Harmony and John and Susan and all the team there have really been um, dreaming up uh, an exciting uh, future. I feel like there's a new restaurant that just opened called La Ventanita. Which is, is that public? Can you talk about that? It's, it's public, uh, and it's actually opening to the public March 1st. Um, What's it called again? La Ventanita. And um, I can attest that the food's delicious because I ate uh, some of it. What'd you eat? Um, okay, so amazing cornbread, uh, really delicious squash toast with local cheese on top. I don't. I believe- ate a lot of things. <laughs> now, well, hold on. Now, now I'm not believing you because I I've always hated squash, and you just said really delicious squash. You're toast. gonna love it. I really recommend it with some pickles and cheese on top. You can't go wrong. We might have to make a bet on this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what else have you had? There? Um. Uh, there's a delicious chia bowl with peanut butter and chocolate on top. Okay, we're getting somewhere. And uh, fried eggs with various uh, veggies and gallo pinto. Corn bean is good, and yeah. you really like it. Delicious. And I'm just kidding about the squash. I'm sure it's delicious, but two I thumbs up. Squash. Okay. All right. So, but you're living Home there, run. and and you have studio there. What's the deal? Yeah. So uh, I have um, a creative space there, a studio space, and there's actually also a few other creative spaces that are currently in process. There's an open ceramic studio that people can currently visit, um, book time at, or work with uh, one of the ceramic teachers. We have a wonderful ceramics teachers around Lou and um, Amilcar, and I'm sure many others who uh, can work with you in that space. And then there's going to be a craft room as well that is going to be a point for creative um, expression, I think. So, cool. and, and my office space is sort of adjacent to um, some other people that are working from there. So it's a nice mix. So you're currently. selling your art there right now? Yep. I kind of sell my art through um, people messaging me on online, through social media, and also if people come for studio visits. And How actually, can people find you there before you go any further? Yeah. Um, if they come to Harbor Reef, I mean, I think uh, there's a guard station, so one could always ask for me, but it's um, you know always good to make sure that I'll be there to just reach out to me maybe in advance through my website. That's or, what I was asking. On yeah. social media, how do they Social keep- media on DM, I, I have um, a very long Greek last name. Name. Um, so it's Eva Fekatselis, but maybe we can uh, put it in the visuals. We will. Just yeah. say it again. Say it a couple times. And so it's Eva Fekatselis. And that's on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah, exactly. Um, Instagram and Facebook. And uh, I have a website as well, evafekatselis.com. So 
That's hilarious. It's a long, it's a long Greek name, but it's my name. So hey, here's the good news: if anyone ever does find you, you know they really like you. They're I like, know, right? It's like a needle in a haystack with that name, but um, yeah. So it's like I, an artist qualifying measure. It's like you're messing with the people. You're like, oh, you want some of my stuff? Becca Stellas. Exactly. Um, I'll stop. I'll stop teasing about your name. No, we just that's met. okay. That's, that's okay. funny though. I like it. Um, all right. So here's what I heard you say about Harbor Reef. There's a new restaurant that's open right. called Ventan- Ventanita. Ventanita. Yeah, and like really Little like Window, it. I think. There's a ceramics place you can go do ceramics as a family or an individual or buy ceramics. Absolutely. There's an artist living there, you, right. uh, selling product from there. Yeah. And they can come in and meet with you or you can do custom stuff. And who knows what the future of that place is, but it sounds like some stuff's already spinning. So shout out to John and Susan, very yeah. nice people. John's supposed to come on here. We need to get him at some point in time. We get asked to have him on a lot. Um, yeah, I, I'm super grateful to both of them. I think I wouldn't be here kind of without them. No, Lee got you in the door through the book. Right. Absolutely. I think um, that ultimately, you know, Lee and I had a really strong connection and she really believed in the Cancer Field Guide Project and was a huge force of encouragement and support, kind of like an angel, it felt like. Um, and, you know, she very much um, represents the vision John and Susan have created for some of these projects they have ongoing, one of which is the residency program, the artist in residency program. So let's just say thanks to all of them right here, right now. Really cool. So grateful. And, but back, back to Lee and you for just a moment, you came down essentially to author the book, but your, your artist side just started exploding through this and kind of took over. And you're saying she was good with that. Yeah, when I was about to um, start the residency, she sent a heads up to the team that I was going to be arriving. And it was interesting because in my mind, I was just coming to create a written product. And in her email, she said, Eva's going to be working on her book and her painting. And I think that was actually kind of a really pivotal permission giving. And when my computer stopped working the second day I arrived... I thought, okay, I'm going to lean into the painting part for now. And I just never stopped leaning into that. So, um, that's what a beautiful yeah. <laughs> story. You kind of stumble from this to this to this, right. and it's exactly where you want to be. No, yeah. has a way of doing that. With I know that's, here. that's what it, it feels like, uh, a good place to self-actualize if you're focused and if you have a vision. Hmm. I guess I never thought about it that way. I'm meeting people like you and it's, it's causing me a lot of, self-realization because I'm doing this podcast because I like it. I don't get right. paid nothing for it. I actually right. get yelled at about it a whole lot <laughs> by people who I actually agree with, ironically, most of the time. Um, but it's the only thing I like to do. This is my way of kind of trying to do what you've learned to do with your whole life. I mean, I'm getting there, right? It's not perfect. I think there's definitely um, aspects of being an artist that are really challenging, like most how do you promote them. yourself? How do you make money? How do you... How do you afford one of the most expensive towns in Latin America? Right. So, I mean, I think that um, I'm doing my best to kind of piece together various efforts and initiatives so that I can support the larger goal, which is to, you know, really just continue making my work and um, and exploring my voice and the things that I want to... Um, talk about and what I want to share. Um, so, I mean, I think that having a family also is, is its own vision in a way and can sometimes probably take precedence. Um, 
and require a person to put aside sometimes things that they want for themselves. So I really respect that, that, um, that's something you've been building. So I think it's like a process of creation. And right now my process of creation is my, my artwork. But if, you know, if I had kids or something, that might be my process of creation instead or also. So no, I think you'd find a way to do what you wanted on each end. That seems to be where you're coming from in life right now is I've almost died. I'm now going to live. And this is the direction I'm going to go. I'm saying that's yeah, That's there's a clear, there's a, there's a real, um, hard earned clarity, you know, you that pay with sense. it, you pay with blood, but, <laughs> but it's a lasting message hopefully. So, um, you know, it's easy sometimes all the noise in the daily life sometimes distract you and you forget and you start stressing over things that don't matter or, um, being dissatisfied with something. And it's, it's really helpful for me. I have a support group of other uh, cancer survivors and just staying in touch with them and remembering that aspect of my experience reconnects me to the big picture and, uh, you know, keep coming back to the, the focus in the core, but it's an exercise for sure. <laughs> Artists and residents, what does that term mean? Yeah, so uh, I uh, actually that's sort of how I came to Nosara more recently. I had come in 2017 on a surf trip. I was living in New York, and I really shocker fell in love <laughs> with this place. And then about six months later, I was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, stage four B, and um, went through that whole process. Uh, and the whole time that I was sick, I kept just imagining my legs floating in the water on the surfboard. And um, this place really got under my skin. So it was uh, a real goal for me to get back here and spend some time here. So in uh, 2019, I came back a couple times on vacation, sort of as a healing thing, because I realized my energy lasted longer here than it did in New York. Like New York, I would be exhausted by 1 p.m. Here I could last till dinner time, till bedtime. Um, and there was something about that reality that was so compelling. And when I was at uh, the Harmony, I met a woman named Lee Bailey, who was running aspects, various aspects that are creative as well as the Tindita, but also the art residency program. And we talked about me coming and working on a book about cancer treatment um, as part of the artist in residency program initiative that they, they, um, do. And so I came back in August and I spent about a month, um, here working on the book. It ended up being much more about illustration than writing. And, uh, I'm still working on it. I feel like sometimes it's hard to go back into that experience. Um, but I'm close. So that was what sort of launched me into working as an artist here in Nosara and understanding what that experience was like and what inspired me and combining elements of my personal narrative to heal myself with like the nature around me, whether it's the fringy panty trees or the Halloween crabs or the seashells, the waves, and using those natural elements to talk about these subjects that were, you know, really challenging for me and to kind of work through my reinvention in a way. Cause when you go through something like that, like so many traumatic and challenging experiences, there's sort of a death of self and a rebirth. So I just decided to take this as an opportunity to live exactly how I wished I'd been living up until that point, which um, I've been lucky enough to be realizing and actualizing on here ever since then. So I did that. I loved it. I moved back here in 
November 2019, so a month later, and I've sort of been here ever since. Then COVID happened and didn't leave the country for a year and a half, like so many of us, um, and started working on a, a larger studio practice. It moved beyond the cancer book illustrations and into some abstract work and some um, figural work, natural environment, self-portraiture, things like that. Wow. Long what? answer. Sorry about that. That is a long answer <laughs> and filled with all kinds of... It. Wow. So first, let's, first things first, thank God you're healed and you're yeah, here. Yeah, I'm so lucky. Um, you have a ton of energy. You seem super excited. And it seems like you're living as authentically as you can and doing exactly what you want, how you want. And I have a lot of respect for that. Thank um, you. I'm very fortunate in so many ways to be able to have had that opportunity. I think you see a lot of people who go through such challenges and they don't, you know, they, they have for various logistical reasons or other parts of their life, they can't make a big move like this or it's too scary. And I was really lucky to have a support system, my family, my friends, and this place in a way has been a support system. So. Well, can I ask you a couple of questions Absolutely. about who you are now and what happened along yeah. the way? So first did your art change? Yeah, I mean, um, to be honest, so I studied art at school, at university, um, and I was the artist in my identity throughout my childhood. And after college, I'm also extremely practical and pragmatic. I decided to not pursue a career in studio art, but to work instead with creative people and marketing communications. So that eventually led to me starting my own consultancy. And I was working with architects, interior designers, product gotcha. designers. Gotcha. So pre-cancer situation. You I did had a what, different career. You did what all the rest of us did. Yeah. We took, throw myself under the bus. <laughs> you chose to do something, not safer. that you had any interest in doing because it got the job done and it was a safer, easier way to just and, exist and in society. And for the record, I enjoyed it and it felt I was good at it and I was working with people I really enjoyed working with. So it felt like the right path. But after cancer, I lost that thread completely and it didn't feel meaningful to me at all. And I started painting when I was in the hospital. I lost a very good friend to leukemia um, from college, a very good friend from college. Um, and, you know, I, the way I kind of worked my way out of those holes was I started to paint the teddy bear somebody sent me or my mother. And I realized, oh, my gosh, this is a way out. Um, and that's why I was asking the original yeah. question. I'm looking for that moment. So, okay, yeah. so now I'm starting to understand it. Yeah. It's, is when you were in the crisis, this was like a safety line or a therapeutic... An uh, outlet. An outlet. That's what I was trying to say. Absolutely. I, I, I had a feeling that it was somewhere in You're there. Right. So the outlet transitioned in there. Now, how did it transition from hospital bed to recovery into now you live here? How did right. how did, how did your outlet adjust? I'm trying yeah. to find out what Nosara did yeah, to your I think Yeah, I think what happened is I was painting more, you know, hobbyistically. Um, people I was meeting, nature around me, but not with any vision to make it my larger goal or career. Hobbyistically is such a good word. I just want to pause. <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. I think I made it up for sure, or well, at you, least crafted it somehow. And I, hey, can I use it? I'll give you three attributions. Okay. <laughs> like the, use I'll it use away. it three times. And hobbyistically I'll... is yours officially. <laughs> we all do a lot of things hobbyistically down here for sure. This would be an adverb. <laughs> 
<laughs> keep going on. <laughs> yeah. So um, I came to Nosara then to do the residency, which was mostly meant to be a written piece. That was mm-hmm. the, like almost like a guidebook for how to get through cancer treatment based on my experience. And my computer broke uh, the day that I arrived in Nosara, which I think is kind of Nosara working its special so little magic. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I, I had some ideas for some illustrations. So I thought, let me start with that first. Um, and it just like blossomed from there. I started painting and it turned into, um, an illustrated book, to be honest, instead of is something Lee cool with it, turning into an illustrated book. Lee actually is, I think maybe one of my biggest supporters outside of my own family. Um, Shout out to Lee. <laughs> she's awesome. And she, uh, actually really gave me permission to explore that, uh, part of it and allowed me the space to kind of let it become what it was. And I think that was, um, a catalyst for me, that experience being here for that That's period. Cool. How'd you get the Harbor Reef? So I come out of this residency, I'm living in Pilata, uh, with some lovely friends and I have nowhere to paint except for the kitchen table or, you know, my bedroom. And I really felt like I needed a place, like a space that I could, um, you know, paper with my artwork and just a creative environment. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that where you kind of close the door. It's that. And then you enter it and it's like a Mr. Rogers moment. You know, you put on your smock or you change your shoes or you take off your shoes and you're in your creative zone. Um, so I started asking around, there weren't a lot of spaces like that. Maybe there will be now moving forward in the future, but, um, you know, in 2019, not too many places like that. And again, Lee to the rescue, she, um, suggested maybe there could be, um, a space at the old Harbor Reef. And I loved it. It felt the, I felt the energy the minute I entered that room. And it's just a lovely room that I have two big drafting tables and an easel and, now, after two years, it's filled with artwork as well. So I, it's like, you know, I go in there and I'm really happy. So that's the point of creation for me, which is sort of why the exhibition, it's, it's really meaningful to me that I'm having it at that location because I feel like that place really inspired me. Let's dive into that. I think the reason why you wanted to be on the podcast is because you have this event coming right. and you hope people... Yeah. Can get behind it and yeah. check it out. Yeah. So tell us all about it. It's going to be March 25th uh, until April 1st. It's about a week, a Friday through Saturday closing. Um, there's going to be, it's going to be located at the old Harbor Reef property and it's going to have three components. It's going to have an interior gallery space where there's going to be works on paper that explore a theme that I'm calling under the fringy penny trees. So it's really inspired by those beautiful trees that we all walk through on our way to get to surfing in Guiones. Um, I'm sort of fascinated by the fractals and, um, just the patterns that those trees make, especially now in dry season. Uh, and there's something about them that relates to, for me, the circulatory system and um, just in general, uh, that repetitive pattern that we see in coral or we see in the lungs. Um, it feels like a foundational building block of our biological matter. So um, with my cancer experience, having been a blood cancer and having received all my chemo intravenously, it sort of relates for me a little bit. So I'm exploring that combination, that juxtaposition. 
And then you'll also be able to visit the studio. I'll be there in residence and I can talk about my work, share my, my process. And then there'll be hanging paintings, uh, works on a canvas that are actually abstract works inspired by light and shadow and the color of this place. Um, that'll be hanging through the garden. So it's, and then you can go to the vent and even get a coffee or a juice, um, just right there as well. So I'm just excited to create a kind of cultural event and just share my work with the community. I've been working hard on it for a couple of years and it would just be wonderful to have people come out and I would love to see all of you. <laughs> so come. <laughs> all right. Got it. So you want people to come and enjoy it and, and check it out and get to know you. What are you going to do if no one shows up, not a single person, like no one shows up? What would um, I do to you? You know, I think it's going to be a really useful way for me to um, organize my work and think about how I'm talking about it. So it won't be for nothing. Was it still and you'll be it? there, right, Rich? So not no uh, one will when are, come. When are the dates? <laughs> March 25th to April 1st. Yeah, I'm going to Nicaragua for a bit. I should be back by then. And there will be a, a flyer, so hopefully people gain some awareness of that, um, do some posters and all the rest. Cool. I am ready. I feel like photographing my work, I've realized, is vital. And I'm so lucky there's so many amazing other creatives here, like photographers and videographers. So I've been collaborating with people the past couple of years. So let's bounce into that. We've, we've established you've been through some crazy stuff. Right. Um, and came out of it better and happier and yeah. doing something you want, which is pretty so cool. So lucky. Itself. Then we established you have an event coming on. And we've talked about that. Let's talk about the next version of you. You went through your big your heroic, lucky, whatever you want to call sure. it, experience right. of recovering from stage four cancer. What's next, though? Like, what's the, what's the next you? Do you got to go have some other massive thing to, to grow into the next version of you? Sure. Or have you found, like, where you're at? Location-wise and as a human. Um, yeah. I mean, I think this exhibition is the beginning of what's next for me. It feels like I've been inwardly focused for um, a period of years and working on my my artwork. Three deeply. Three years deeply. Yeah. And I, I think that now I'm in a point where I'm ready to share it more overtly. Um, and I think I want to kind of dig my heels in a little bit more into my life um, here. I already have my um, beautiful dog, Mika, who's from Ostional. Um, so I am trying to find ways to like connect in deeper into the community. And now that COVID also, I, I um, you know, I'm immunocompromised. So I had to sort of take a step back the past period of time. But now that things are sort of shifting, I feel like there's a really amazing energy and people are coming out again and I'm excited for that. So, so your answer that I heard is this is me. I want to keep doing this. Yeah. So the next chapter of me is More diving deeper <laughs> and then being the caterpillar caterpillar comes out, turns into a butterfly, right? right. You're a morpho, you're, hopefully. Is that morpho? Oh yeah. <laughs> you're, you can go draw one of those and I'm trying to say that you're in the middle of your bloom into who you want to be and doing what you want to do and where you want to do it. That's exactly correct. Well, good for you. Yeah. That's got to feel nice. It feels great. I mean, I think there's there was something about that experience of, um, you know, you're in the midst of your life. It's like, okay, actually, no, tomorrow you're going to be thinking about how you got to start doing chemotherapy. And actually now for a period of months, you don't know what 
the future holds, right? So I think that I was fortunate enough with the support that I had with my family and my friends and just being, I feel like having been able to come out of this healthy, um, to make the decision that if it were to end and not to be macabre, but if I were have to, if it would have to say, stop what you're doing right now, like a musical chair, I want to feel like really 100% about what I've been doing up until that point. Um, and that's, I feel really like that's where I'm at. And so at the, at the risk of, I think you used the word macabre. Sorry about that. At the, at the <laughs> risk of me doing the same thing. Have you learned about the bad side of Nosara yet? Or are you still in the honeymoon phase? You know, I think that I have noticed there's like an ebb and flow sometimes. Um, and it does feel periods where everything is working for you. And then periods where everything feels like it's working against you. Um, but I think what I'm holding on to is my work and that path. And, um, therefore I feel like I can drown out. I think the, the noise of anything around me that maybe I can't control or that shifts. And so as long as I'm making art and focused on that, my life really has meaning, I think. So, so yeah, you get an intense cancer survivor sometimes <laughs> who really figured out what she wants. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to go for it. Got it. So what I heard, I can get through the bad parts of this place through what I'm doing and I just dive into that when times are tough and then I pop out of it through that and ride the wave and then I'm so committed to that speaking as you right now right. you're so committed to that that you're okay if uh, basically if you die tomorrow you know that you did exactly what you felt called and wanted to do I don't know many people who could ever say they've had that feeling or that thought? I, um, you know, I attribute it really to, again, like, um, you know, there's, there's things that we imagine are simply only bad and things we imagine are simply only good, but it's really kind of both sides of that coin. Um, and, you know, look, other people come out of cancer or don't come out of cancer uh, in a much different state. So I figure I came out of it I've got all my limbs. I'm healthy. So you're going to do something with I'm it. I'm going to do something with it. Well, you are. And it's a pleasure to have you on oh, the show. Thank you, Rich. Um, is there anything else we should cover or any messages you want to get out there while you have this platform? Um, you know, I just, I really would love to create something beautiful for the community. And that's what this exhibition's about. And I hope that I see everyone out there. And, you know, I, I'm here. Come and say hello. Come visit the studio. Nice. Thanks for yeah. inviting everybody. And actually, I'll leave you with this. I think your show is going to go pretty well. Okay. Fingers crossed. I think it's going to go pretty well. It might not be as big as you want, sure. the first one. Right. But if you stay here and you just keep going, it's going to sort itself out phenomenally well. That's basically what I've learned from this place is if you just don't leave right. <laughs> and you just keep going right, and you just never stop, no matter what anyone says, you can make it. The reality is most people don't have the perseverance right. to, to do it. And I'm a living example of that. I'm right. not as good as anyone that I compete with at my job, except for I just am willing to go through the pain of it and just not stop. Like that's, 
that's why I'm sitting here right now. It's, it's not that I have any talent or knowledge or money. It's not like that. I just keep going. It's all a decision. That's how I feel, right? If you decide you want to do something, the rest, it, I mean, of course, there's other factors sometimes, but you don't have to, I feel like it's not about worrying so much about comparison or where other people are. Or you just decide to wake up in the morning and do what you're doing and keep your head down. Well, did cancer and- experience decide that for you? Because for you to move to a town where almost everyone's beautiful, everyone's in shape, right. plenty of people have money, right. very few people seemingly have problems sure. on the surface as you walk around this town. Right. It's not as easy as snapping out of it or just choosing to do this. So whenever I hear that for me, it's hard for me to hear that because I'm like, Oh God, I try every God dang day and I fail every God dang day, but I'm going to get up and do it again tomorrow. And that's the only thing that's kept me alive through here. But the idea of me waking up and just seeing the world through psychedelic lenses, I wish I could. Look, it's again, it's like what, like meditation, right? Where the mind keeps distracting you and then you got to be like, okay, focus on your breath or focus on that. So I feel like it's the same thing. And I definitely am up against those same distractions and comparisons. But before I was doing it in New York and now I'm doing it in a place where I can surf and walk in on the beach and be outside and have like a much lower cortisol level. So I feel like already I'm winning, even if I'm not the most beautiful or the best surfer or the richest person. So, yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here. Oh, thank much you. Much success. Oh, uh, thank you so much. And to you and, and continued success on this podcast. I'm so honored to be on. It's great to have you here. Thanks for sharing your story. Okay. Thanks, Rich.